finest and cleanest in the world. The whales have come back. They even came to visit me there once, almost as if to say, Well done, mate. Poisonous paint. The next problem that found me was lead in paint. It was killing dogs and poisoning children, and it was in housing built up until the 1970s. The older the house, the more lead paint there was on its surfaces. I was in the process of getting my master's degree in environmental science and was looking for a major project that would dovetail with my work at New South Wales Health. One day, a new community paediatrician named Garth walked into our office. He had spent years working in American ghettos and had a particular interest in lead poisoning in children. What are you doing about environmental lead? he asked us. After some research, it became clear that lead might indeed be a problem in Sydney. My proposal for a Mort Bay Balmain study of environmental lead was accepted by the university, and I began to measure the levels of lead in soil, paint, dust and blood in that area. What I found was shocking. Over half of the children in the study area had blood lead levels over the safe recommended level, and the levels of lead in soil dust and paint were almost as high as those found near lead smelters and mines. I handed in my thesis on a Friday. On Monday I was called by a reporter. I later discovered that one of the environmental science lecturers at the university had helped to release my report to the media after testing his own children and finding they had elevated blood lead levels. At the time, Industry and government were pinning the lead poisoning problem on the lead in petrol. Lead petrol had to be phased out anyway, as it damaged the catalytic converters being introduced to reduce air pollution. All too often, government and industry make a mistake and pin a problem on the wrong source, and the repercussions can be serious. It's not industry's fault, in my opinion. It's the fact that the majority of key influences haven't been educated on the importance of taking into account the potential long-term health effects of economic decisions. Rather than looking at factors in isolation, they need to take a more holistic and integrated approach. Now, property values are a sacred cow in Australia. You can imagine the cost of the remedial work and the potential impact on property values if lead paint was found to be responsible for the poisoning. Removing lead paint from houses is a far more intractable and complex task than removing lead from petrol. I hoped that I was wrong and that lead paint wasn't the primary culprit, but my published research made it clear that it was. The truth came out nationwide in March 1992 on ABC TV's flagship current affairs program at the time, the 7.30 Report. Difficult as such problems may be to fix, the community has more compassion for people who illuminate them early than it does for those who try to cover them up and have them revealed later by some accidental leak. Environmental Science and Entrepreneurialism It's my belief that environmental science is meant to be socially just, not just economically viable. Science should be used to serve the people, not just create a fat balance sheet. I'm certain that tackling problems head-on, rather than trying to deny them, is much more profitable for businesses long-term. 
but to do that requires courage to stand up for humanity rather than focusing on a bank balance. It requires rigorous efforts to educate the community. It requires critical thinking. It requires you to pass on what you know in a way that the everyday person can understand, not just the elite privileged few who make decisions on our behalf. When everyone is privileged, then humanity can prosper. I'm not a Luddite. I love technology and have been addicted to it since Tennis for Two was around, a game played on an oscilloscope, like the monitors you may have seen in hospitals that track patients' heartbeats. I built my business fortune on the technology I used to address environmental problems. In the course of my research into the lead paint problem, I invested in state-of-the-art handheld X-ray fluorescent spectrum analyzers that tested for lead in and around homes, parks and factories in Australia. These devices help to identify contaminants.